Hey, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. If you're loving the podcast, we'd love to help you start, scale, or automate your tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to $1 million plus months, and would love to be able to help you too. So click the link in the show notes if you're interested in getting some support and joining an epic community of legends in the academy. We'd also appreciate if you're loving the podcast to leave a review. It helps us reach more people and help more tradies like you run successful businesses. All right, let's get into it. Today we're talking about finance. (laughs) (laughs) So what about finance? Well, because I don't know, I just feel like we've spoken to um, a few people just in the group separately over the past couple of months and a couple of times they've been mentioning that they're coming across some really big financial um, issues and I guess from our experience, those couple of financial issues that we had, I remember there's like two sort of massive times, um, were really, really stressful and and huge times. Um, And so when they're speaking about these sorts of things, it's making me remember these sorts of things. And I guess I just wanted to, I feel like financial things are something that so many people don't want to talk about. And it's it's like people don't want to ask how how much people are earning. Um, people don't want to talk about when they're struggling financially. It's like a bit of a taboo thing. And I just, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. It's interesting that you said a few people over the last couple of months when it's been like (laughs) 20 people for me in the last week. So it just shows that the guys in the business don't talk about their financial position to their partners as much as they should probably. I know I didn't. I know I, I really tried to just show that was everything's fine we'll get through it I'll deal with it How'd it's gonna be okay not good <laughs> <laughs> not good at all why do but guys do that I think it's um just to show that we're able yes that we're able and we're not going to fail like we really want to make sure that our partners see us as the hero I think and like I guess that's supporting supportive role like yeah I think it's important for the guy to feel like he's got it together yeah, right. Feel like he's going to create an amazing future for the family. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as we're moving into a more equal world, that's, and we need to be open and we need to be communicative to each other. It's uh, still something built in us. Yeah. Like it's the, yeah. it's the gene, it's the genome. You I know, don't know like, though. Cause like, I feel like I've still got, because there were some massive times, um, that I think you weren't like super honest with me about our finances. And then until it was like, fuck babe, we're not in a good spot. Um, we're really gonna have to knuckle down. I feel like now I have to be a little even more like, what's up with that? What's up with that? Just making sure, because you know, you weren't super honest with me those first, those couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty annoying now. Um. <laughs> Cause I'm like double checking everything. Yeah, really. I, but, I, but it was such a stressful time that I feel like I've got a little bit of like, I don't know if it's post-traumatic stress, but it, it feels like whenever it comes to finances, it's like, just be careful, let's be careful just in case, just in case. And it's like, no, nah, babe, it's all s- smooth sailing. But it's like, but what if it's not? Because, yeah. you know. It's always going to be that though. Yeah. And, um, Do you want to explain a little bit of like those, yeah. those couple of times? Yeah. So, yeah, and I definitely feel that post-traumatic stress for me as well. Like yeah. I... I talked to several people a week around this and I feel what they're going through. Like it comes back as a real feeling yeah. that I'm like, 
man, I know exactly what you're going through right now. And it's, it hurts. It hurts so much. It's confusing. You're not sure if things are going to be okay, but you're hopeful. You're trying to be optimistic, but it's really uncertain. And for us, I think there was a couple of times where we, everything, like the one time I remember, which was the biggest was we, I think we nearly quadrupled our business over the year. And so the, the taxation office would so response calculate. response was going awesome yeah, that year. Yeah, did an amazing yeah. year. Uh, we, the taxation office calculated what we had to pay and we paid installments over that year mm -hmm. on the previous year, which was a good year. It was a growth year anyway, but then we went boom and we exploded. And Which is like, all super exciting <coughs> at the time. It's all great, yeah. And like, oh, yep, we've made it, no yep. problems. I was pretty, pretty much reinvesting all the cash I had back into the business to grow it, put more staff on, put more vans on. I was heavy marketing. I was getting lots of work and the business was growing. It was great. But then what happened was we went from... I don't know, I can't even remember, maybe 50,000 net profit to 200,000 net profit. And then the taxation office goes, now you've got to pay what you didn't pay last year and installments to pay for it this year coming. Yeah. So it was almost, we went from nearly nothing to yeah. a lot of net profit and we were slammed with double the amount of tax we were meant to and I had to try and pay that. And what my accountant didn't say Oh, and what what made it worse was that next year was an epic shit year for us. Yeah. So we went from huge amount of growth and then almost slowing down or flatlining. Yeah. Um, so we they predict that you're going to keep growing. And if you do keep growing, it's okay. You stay ahead of the wave. But what tends to happen if you grow really fast and then flatline or, or decrease business, it's almost like you get sucked into the wave and yeah, dumped. Yeah, yeah. So that's when the stress really kicked in. I didn't know what was going on. And my accountant could have said, hey, since you're not growing, let's not pay the installments. We can recalculate that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't said to me. I just knuckled down, tried to pay the installments yeah. during a really tough year for us. Yeah, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly what was going on and why it, it didn't grow. But that was, yeah, that was like a double whammy slammy. So then when I remember that and it being really really like really scary um especially because like we had young family and it was like our family home and stuff and it's like oh like, what are we going to do but then also like the stress watching you going through it like you were so so and like I want to say stressed because that's just the word you use but it was like you were in this own little whirlwind of yourself and it's it's like you didn't want to talk about it when you know when people I guess are in there their stuff. They don't necessarily want to be, you know, talking about it. And I guess you didn't really know what to say at that stage because you were still trying to fix everything. But just like from my point of view, watching you go through that, it was like, it was, it was scary. It was sad, but it was also like, to be honest, a bit frustrating for me because I could see something was happening, but because you weren't opening up to me and like telling me what's happening, I felt really, really uncertain. And I just remember saying, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. And it's sort of like, okay, well, what does that mean though? And I guess because I was looking for you for answers and you didn't have them because you didn't really know either. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get out of it? Like what? You were hit with this huge bill. We were hit with this huge bill. Yeah. How did you figure, how did you figure out how yeah. to get out? As bad as, bad as that year was, I learned a lot. I yeah. learned so much around my finances, 
Um, the big thing that I teach now, every time someone's in this situation, a lot of the time it, it felt so bad because I didn't understand cash flow. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest reason. It's so complicated. Like I feel like a, a normal, you know, like when people are employed and they have maybe a, you know, a pool with their home loan and then maybe a savings account, maybe a holidays account. But then when you have a business, it's like, I mean, where do you ever learn that otherwise? Yeah. It's not like you learn that at school. Yeah. Like how are you supposed to know these things? And then like, like we've experienced, you have an accountant, they're like tick, 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 yeah. but no one's actually saying and prepare for this and set up this and do this. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I learned around accountants is they, they're there to do your tax. They're not there to provide you advice. They're not there to- They're not a financial advisor. No. And even a financial advisor doesn't really necessarily understand the industry. It's something you need to take responsibility of and you have to learn it. Yeah. And that's why it's one of the biggest things I teach and constantly saying in the academy is to understand your balance sheet, understand your liabilities, understand your assets and how they interplay. Because the the bank account's the biggest illusion. Mm. It's It's a actual illusion. And so- when we were back then, I think we had one bank account. Yeah. And all the money went in, all the money went out. Yeah. And when it was high, I felt good. And when I was low, I felt bad. Yeah. And when it was high, I felt good and confident and I'd spend a bit more and I'd invest back into the business or I'd buy something I needed to buy. Yeah. And that it was totally, sweet. It felt like that. It was like, we're rich, we're poor. We're yeah. rich, we're poor. So every quarter you get hit with a GST bill, pays you go withholdings tax bill, you got to pay super for your staff. And that's usually a big amount and usually a big amount most people aren't prepared for. Mm. And understanding how to see that in my accounts instantly and not having to wait for the quarter and not having another bank account set up to see GST, which is great, and, and your taxes and all that. But to actually see your actual liabilities. So in your chart of accounts in Zero or your financial software, you can see your accounts payable which is the money that people owe you. Okay. The account, uh, sorry, that's what you got to pay. Accounts receivable is the money you're going to receive and that's the money that is owed to you. Okay. And that's an asset. Yeah. But the rest is like GST liability, which is money that you owe. Uh, Pays you go withholdings tax, which is all of your staff's tax component, Mm -hmm. which a business only pays every quarter. So that builds and builds and builds for the quarter. Um, You've got your... Wages payable, which you should clear every single week when you pay the wages. So that's, but I often see that people have tens of thousands of dollars built up in there where they've coded things yeah, incorrectly right. and reconciled yeah. it incorrectly. Um, and then we've got this account, which is I call the death account mm. because it's the owner A drawings, it's the director's loan, it's the family loan, it's the so, this so, loan. So what what is that? And like for so for example, what what would what would you be taking out of the death account? Why would you take out of the death account? No, you don't take out of it. Okay. You pay into it. Okay. So effectively what people do is they'll take a drawing or some money out for their own wages mm-hmm. as a business owner. But wouldn't you do that weekly anyway? You can do it weekly. You can do it monthly. It doesn't even matter. You can take it sporadically. If it goes into that is account, that not your it goes into that account and you don't see it in your profit and loss. Yeah. Right. So what happens is you can go and have Five to ten thousand dollars net profit as a small business every single month, but then I've seen people drawing fifteen thousand dollars a month in wages because they've got money in the bank and they think they've got heaps of money. So wait, do, don't you like as a business owner pay yourself like you pay your staff a wage? You would pay yourself a wage? Not necessarily. People, right. So people don't set themselves up in. 
There's a couple of reasons is why that, people Is that don't. not a good idea though, like to pay you yourself can, a wage? but then you've, you're paying withholdings tax quarterly, which you don't necessarily need to, and you can reinvest that money back into the business to grow it. You're paying super quarterly, which you can do at your own accord annually. Then how are you paying your bills, like your mortgage and yeah. your- like, Through drawings. Right. Okay. So you're taking money out of the, the bank account, yeah. but it sits in this random account called a liability account. And that's a death account. Yep. Yeah. So, and people have it just growing in there. And it's like this this loan you have to your own company yeah. grows and grows and grows. And in your profit and loss, you might see 10,000 net profit, 10,000 net profit, 10,000 net profit three months in a row. And you're like, great, we should have $30,000 in cash coming in. Mm -hmm. So you're like, great, we're having great months. This is awesome. But you've taken out 12,000, 15,000, 12,000 in wages. It. Yeah. But it sits in this liability account. And so you're actually, if you put that back in and you can do it simply going to your chart of accounts and changing that liability account to an expense account, mm -hmm. it goes back into your P&L and we see all the time when we do this, people going from like, I'm confident, I'm winning, I'm having great net profit months to that uh, one account going back into their profit and loss and all of a sudden they've got negative three, negative two negative 5,000 Because net they've drawn too, way too much out. They've drawn too much out of the business. And then they've gone and done something like paid down their home loan. Yeah, right. Or they've gone and- Which I was so keen on for, and it's only recently that I'm like, okay, maybe I understand yeah. Yeah, why that's not the best idea. But I was like, for years I've been harping on about just pay the house off, just pay the house, yeah. house off. So yeah. instead of sitting in an offset account, which effectively does the same thing to your interest that you're paying, yeah. you've still got access to that in an offset account. People are paying down their home loan. I'm like, where's that money? We've got to put that money back in. Yeah. No, we've paid down the home loan. Yeah. Okay. And the property market's dropped and you go to the bank and you try and redraw that money. Can't. Sorry. You've given us that money back. That's We're, ours now. That's ours. We're not giving <laughs> but it's you a so, refund. Because like, I mean, you know, when I talk about the stuff that you learn in school about finances, there's you're, you're told if you have a bill, pay it. You know, like that, that's very simple. If, yeah. if you are in debt, then you pay your debt and then anything left over is yours. So then when it comes to- Banks don't. Yeah. Banks use, when you go and put your money in the bank, yeah, they use your money to pay, to lend to other people. Yeah, yeah. And then they charge interest to make money off it. But then we're not the bank. So no, but you can think like a bank. Yeah, right. So you can think that's my money. I'll keep that money. I'll use that to invest in the business reinvest in my own business that I have total control over. Yeah. I can now with this extra cash I got, instead of taking it out and putting it on the home loan, you could put it into another staff member. It, you know, increase your turnover by thirty thousand dollars or forty thousand or fifty thousand dollars a month. So people think, oh, the safe way to do it's buy property. Mm -hmm. But property grows so slowly. Yeah. You know, you've and you're at the mercy of the market. You yeah. can't control it. And you've had a good experience with property, haven't you? Yeah, my first property that I bought, like, yeah, I'm going to buy property because it grows, doubles every 10 yeah, years. Yeah, buy property, buy property. I bought a property in the Gold Coast when I was 19 with this grand vision of being property mongol. And then I couldn't keep buying, like they said, just wait for it to go up 10% or 20% and you can re use your equity and buy another property. Yeah, yeah. That one property I bought, Ten years I later. sold 10 years later for 40000 less than I bought it for. Crazy. So that was obviously an uneducated purchase. It was an apartment. It was in the Cold Coast yeah. in an overinflated market. Area, but yeah. regardless, that that's probably was a blessing because then I could focus on my business. Yeah, yeah. And I grew a business to what's now provided us with everything we ever wanted. So I guess there's, there's this- Without any property. With, with business and starting a business, it's not just like- 
do the work, make the money, you know, like which people when they start a business and get involved, there's so many moving parts all the time. So when you're saying things like, um, have that offset account, don't pay off your home, have that offset account, reinvest some of that money into your business. There's a bit of risk there because if your business doesn't work, then, you know, then that's that money you've reinvested in your business that you could have paid down your home loan. So there is, there is risk in, in all is. business always, moves, right? There's always risk. Yeah. There's always risk. There's risk in the property that I purchased and spent, you know, $20,000 in maintenance every single year for that. Like it would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars I lost in that property yeah. investment, but I had no control over that. Yeah. Whereas in response, when things got bad, I could put my foot down. I could learn. I could lean on experts. Yeah. I could get more work. I could try harder. I could market better. Yeah. I could use that energy created to make a difference which we did yep. over and over and over again. There's always cycles. There's always ups and there's always downs. Yeah, yeah. But to better understand the downs and how to use those, like I always say to our academy members, you've got to love the, oh, shit, we've got no work feeling. Like yeah, that yeah, feeling, yeah, yeah. that stress, yes, it's a real stress that you feel, but it's a growth stress. Yeah. That's a, I'm going to go hunt. I'm going to go yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go get more work. That's when it was like the RCDs. It was the property managers. It was that who who can we, how can we, yeah, how can we? get creative to get more work. Absolutely. But it was yeah. always, I'd always put myself into that position by hiring someone. Whereas other people, well, I've seen it. Trying to do it People all. five, ten years as a sole trader because the times when they're busy, they're like, oh, my God, it's so busy. I need to hire someone. I need to hire someone. And they don't. And then all of a sudden, because they're not on the phone, because they're not following up quotes, because they're so busy on the tools, they don't do any of the marketing, they don't follow up anyone, they don't build the connections with the clients, they fizzle out and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, where's all the work gone? I've gone from super busy to no work at yeah. all. Lucky I didn't hire someone. Yeah. And they reinforce this feeling of, I'm not going to have enough work for someone to come on. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they did hire someone when they were busy... They, were for, they automatically force themselves into that now we've got not enough work for us to stay busy and they're in a position where they've got time yeah. to do the hustle. Mm -hmm. And then as you scale up, it gets less and less impactful on the business owner. Yeah. And then you're looking at hiring salespeople instead yeah. of the business owner hustling. You've got a constant person doing sales nonstop all the time. Yeah. And that's their role. But as a business owner, you have all the hats and it's learning how to best Wear the hats. Yeah, is and I the guess challenge. that's that's that whole thing. Like you can go and be employed and and not have all these challenges, but then also you're in a very safe sort of not just framework, but like you're limited as, mm -hmm. as to how far you can grow, what you can do, what you can do with your time, you know, how much income you bring in. Whereas if you're having you're in business, you've got that little bit of risk. But like you said, willing to work harder, be creative, change things as well. Like your those limits aren't, I mean, there as if they were as an employer. And I think that's like definitely, I mean, you know, why I created TSA and and it all, and even this part of like what I'm doing with this with Squad. It's sort yeah. of I found it really difficult talking to other 
like my girlfriends, like, you know, you're having a stressful time in your family or whatever, like in your relationship or your partner, and then you're talking to your girlfriends about what you're going through and they just don't quite get it because they think, oh, you've got a business, you know. You must be loaded. Yeah, yeah, you, you are like, oh, Greg's got so much time on his hands. He's always, you know, home or in and out and really flexible. Like, oh, you guys are fine. And it's sort of like, but it's like, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's the stress of it, it's, you know, like Greg's gone into his little shell of just like needs to work really hard, you know, like, oh crap, you know, we're not having a good month. And then other months, oh, we are really having a good month. So it's just really inconsistent of, and compared to those girlfriends who, you know, family both had a, an employer role. Yep. Sorry, an employee role where everything was really steady for them. But for us, it was just up and down, up and down. It's really hard to talk to other people because they just didn't understand the situation. Whereas when we're talking with, you know, in the Facebook group and on squad with all these women who are in the same boat, we totally understand what each other's yeah. going through because even though we're in di different businesses, it's all the same, you know, business growth and business stress and up and down and like the roller coaster that that is living in a business. Yeah, that's what I'm really loving about the squad in the academy at the moment is that the partners and the wives now have a forum where they can talk to people who are going through similar situations. Yeah, yeah. Like for us, we didn't have anyone or at the start we had some because there was some people that had started businesses. Yeah. And we, we had a few people, but as you scale your business. As in friends. Yep. Yeah. And then you scale your business and your business gets bigger. And then you some of those people get left behind in terms of what they're dealing with. And then you're dealing with new problems. Yeah. And so the people you're able to speak to is less. Yeah. And then you go next level again and it's even less. Yeah. And then and then you get to a point where you're like, I don't have anyone to speak to about any of, the, any of this. Yeah. And that's what even now we're finding like, where are the people we can speak to around but the even things that we're going through? Just before you go there, like even on that level, like I felt like in some of the groups that we were a part of, like business groups and like going to conferences and stuff like that, I felt like lots of people, they were willing to help you on some levels, but they just weren't super open about it, especially yeah. people who had been there before you. So like, I don't know, maybe we're in year three or something of the business and you're talking to someone who's in year 10 and of their business and it's not that they don't remember but like they are no longer there anymore so they're yeah. not really willing to sort of talk to you about your problem that you're really at there then whereas yeah. like what you've done with the academy it's so like this this is a problem that we had and this is how we fixed it and it's even though we're growing sort of past those you know we've learned those lessons it's sort of like we just remember where we were. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, as as you move on and definitely experiencing that at the moment, that it's sort of like when you're at startup, you have all your startup friends and then you sort of like move up a little bit and it's like, oh, managing business friends. And then as you, you know, I mean, they say it's lonely at the top and not to say that we're at the top, but as your business becomes more as successful, you yeah. yeah, you get, and it's this funny feeling where you don't want to brag you know, like, oh, we're actually doing really, really well. But then you're also kind of like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's such yeah. a weird, it's a weird spot. Yeah, I got to a point where it was not everyone, but like majority of people I spoke to, I'd say what I was doing and I'd say, oh, way to make me feel bad. And it was like, yeah. I'm not trying yeah, to make yeah. you feel bad. I'm just letting you know what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And so, but they got, that's why with what we've got at the academy, like the 
the whole community is centered around connection yeah. and being able to talk openly around open the situation. About what we're going through. And then like you were saying, every we've got groups of different income brackets. Yeah. All the way up to like one million dollar a month businesses, mm -hmm. which is our top level freedom fighter. Yeah. And that's that's like we've got people at all the levels to support everyone. Yeah. So you don't feel lonely. Like yeah. that loneliness was so so I remember one me. time um, in Tasmania where I remember you were just breaking down and yeah. saying, I'm so lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that was a real breaking point. I think as, you know, as your wife, um, we were going through a really hard time where our youngest did not sleep a wink for like a year and a half and just sleep deprived and business was, I think that was, was that the year that there was like, we took a loan from the business or something or was that the tax year? I don't know. Sure. It was There's just a lot of things happening. Uh, like yep. it was a mess and, and just watching you spiral with stress. Like it, it was, it was yeah. so hard. Just no one to speak to about it. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, just yep. being so lonely mm -hmm. because there wasn't that, su that support there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing where it's like, oh, business, business, business. Yep. And everything's like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. Um, but then, you know, the reality is it's sort of like, actually, yeah. it fucking sucks. Yeah. I think especially when you go to these like one-off events or annual events and things like that, you can build some good connections with people. Mm -hmm. But the conversation at that level, when you see someone once a year, of less frequently is very shallow. It's like, oh, really you're going through that? Well, just try this and that's it. Yeah, yeah. What we've built for our academy is constant connection and deep, meaningful relationships. Yeah. Not just for the business owner, but for the families as well and the partners so that we all can work together as a unit and learn from each other I mean, and grow with each other. that's why we're doing it at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it for our families and our future and and all of it and even like creating this the squad with the other side like um someone mentioned in the facebook group today like it's it's really easy as a mum and a wife to lose yourself because everything is for the kids and everything's for the business and you know often your partner started the business so it feels like it's their thing mm. so it's like you f are following your dream of starting your business and then you've got the kids that you know take up all the time that in the day yep. yeah or like outside of that inside of that everywhere and it is so easy to to lose yourself and like I'm a very passionate person and very um have always pushed and pushed space mm. in in our lives for myself which I felt really difficult and often um felt very conflicted that you know you meant to be a good mum of course you want to be a good mum because you love your children so much. But then the expectations of like, what is a good mum? Yeah. And then you're meant to be a supportive wife. But then it's like, I'm being super supportive, but there's only so much that I can take. And when you're taking on everything for the business, you're taking on everything because you can see your husband struggling or your partner struggling. You're taking all of that on as well. Plus, you know, you're being the best mum you possibly can. There is hardly any time, and like someone said today, it's very easy to lose yourself in that because there is just no more no more room. So in creating this group, it was like I remember how much I struggled watching you stress out mm. in, in all that. I remember how difficult it was for me to feel a little bit 
like very lonely at times because here I am trying to be like, let's, let's, you know, we are a family, let's practice like that. But then you would go into like your cave of like, shit, got to sort out work and got to support the family and just feeling really, really lonely in that because not having those girlfriends to sort of bump off and be like, this is where we're at, you know, what would you do or can you at least relate? But not having that, yeah, was really, really hard. So by making the ESA squad group, we there's so many women who are all, in that space, I think, and really focusing on the partners who are going through this, who are trying to do the best to support their partners and trying to do the best to juggle finances and and go through the whole business journey together. You know, we can do it together. It's it's really important because I remember those times. I mean, that was our life, you know, and it's our life for the past 12 12 years. Yeah. And it's, you know, partners... In the business and not in the business, you know, we're, we're supporting those people. And yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I think I, the first year you started um, response, I did a myob course. Yeah, oh, myob. <laughs> oh my God. And I did, uh, I think I did like half a day of doing right reconciling accounts. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to go back not to doing this. Not doing this. This is not, well, I, I want to support want to you. I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> the old myob way where you had to actually manually put in every transaction line yeah. and match it up to the bank statement. Oh but my God. It was like, it's only this year that we've sort of started working together on, on this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it felt, and, and not working in the business for me was my way of creating a little bit of space for what I wanted to do. Yeah. But then it was so like, I can remember be coming home from night shift and you'd be having like a meeting with the guys in the lounge room or something or waking up at 6.30 in the morning and, you know, in my pajamas and they're all down there having a, a meeting. So even though I wasn't employed in the business, it was definitely my life. Still in your life, yeah. yeah I like, li- I live in the business. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been crazy. And I don't think the position we're in now, I didn't, I didn't believe we'd ever get here. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I, I know now, but I, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know, I often, so often I thought, I just wish you'd go get a normal job yeah. because there'd be so much less stress. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you for sticking <laughs> through it because, yeah, it's it's been epic. Yeah. Mammoth. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more times to come. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk around some strategies for families and business owners to understand, better understand from a partner's point of view? Yeah. Um, what's actually happening in the business around the finances and how to maybe set it up a little bit better. Yeah, sure. We've only recently just done ours. Yep. For, um, I guess, through all the lessons we've learned. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you're a lot better than, than that. You start well, to say numbers for, to me. For years and years, we've done the barefoot investor model. Yeah. Um, but that was personal. And then setting up the, you know, the hub accounts and using principles from Profit First and a couple of other things has been very beneficial i think the num like it's it's great but also i had an i didn't really need it because i had an understanding around my liabilities assets and cash position yeah so i think if people have a better understanding around that it doesn't really matter but it is a great tool for you to do is some automated transfers just to get money into the right places yeah right so we can talk around I still don't get it, so it'd be really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You said, like, first, we've th- got so many accounts yeah. now. That I think, it just... first of all, we have to start with 
your own personal expenditure mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned it earlier, there was a time where we were like, it's really bad. We're going to have to cut back and we're going to have to knuckle down. Yeah. That actually was one of the best things that could have happened. Yeah. Us reviewing our own personal expenditure, I've seen it so many times over the last couple of months. The business owner is pulling extra cash out to show the partner, look how good I am. Yeah, right. A little bit of a, hey, we're, we're successful, we're great, yeah, look how good yeah. we're going, we've got all this cash. Yeah. That cash was actually the taxation office money, the super for their staff and the pays to go withholdings tax. Yeah. You know, and they're pulling it out too prematurely. But I mean, like you did it as well, I did right? It, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I did it over and over because yeah. I didn't understand. And I was just left in this really confused state of mind. Yeah. I was like, what is why? Happening? What is this? I don't understand. Why isn't anyone helping me with this? Yeah. Like, so I had these times where I was just so confused around our money situation. And it was that not understanding these liabilities and that. Yeah. So I did a video just last week for it's public. It's on you know, the Academy Facebook pages in the group and also in the mastermind. Um, but it's just how to set up your watch list in Zero. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go and find that on the Academy, either Tradey Success or Electrician Success Academy p- Facebook page, you'll find that video. And I show you how to set up the watch list on the dashboard. What do you mean? What's a watch list? So when you're in Zero, you've got your different bank accounts on the left-hand side. And you can set up what's called a watch list on, on the right-hand side, which shows you certain accounts and how much money's yeah. in those accounts. Okay. And often people just have, and this is like 98% of the time, people have things like sales, rent, inventory, and just random accounts which were just put there by zero. Mm-hmm. So what we can do is we can optimize this watch list to show us what actually matters. Yeah. So I recommend people just go into uh, your accounting button at the top go down a chart of accounts and you can actually go through and show the accounts when you click into each account, there's a little checkbox that says show on watch list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can click on those and I recommend removing everything out of what's already on there. You don't need sales. You can look at your PL for that. You don't need uh, any of your expense accounts. What you really need is your age payables, your age receivables. So you've got the money that's owed to you and the money that you owe to wholesalers and suppliers. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The other account you want on there is superannuation payable, which is the super you owe. So that will build up over the quarter until you pay it and it will balance it out, put it back to zero. Um, Your pay-as-you-go withholdings tax payable. So can you just explain what, because you're getting super technical with your accounts. What exactly is pay-as-you-go withholding tax? Is that your normal tax pay, yep. account that you would tax bill that you'd get every no, year? No, that's not company tax. So pay so as you go that? withholdings tax. So P-A-Y-G, it's called pay as you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that account there is when you run payroll every single week, mm-hmm. you've got how much money you paid your stuff. So if you get your time sh- sheet for everyone that's just an employee, you get your time sheet yep. from your company. Yeah. It says, this is how much you made gross. Mm-hmm. This is how much you we're going to pay into your bank account, which is your net amount. Mm-hmm. This is how much we're paying into super. Yeah. This is how much we're paying to tax for you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's your pay-as-you-go withholdings tax. Right. But they don't pay it that day. That gets paid once a quarter. Right, so then your employer okay. is taking a little bit from you each pay, yep. and then each quarter they're going to pay yep. their bill off. Yeah, and that's where the illusion comes because that money that you've got to pay for your employees uh, in terms of their tax, their super, that sits in your bank account. 
Yeah. So your bank account goes up and up and up and up. Yeah. The more staff you have, the bigger, your, chunkier so your bank like, account looks. I mean, is that not something that an accountant would say? No, hey, they don't. Yeah, right. Don't. So you've got company tax, which is once a year. Yeah. At the end of the financial year, your yeah, accountant right. will go through and say, this is how much net profit you've made. Yeah. 30% of that is owed by May next year. Yeah, right. For Australia. So... That, but that's pretty much how the company tax works. That's it's once crazy. a year. Yeah. Once a once a quarter, you've got to pay your staff super mm -hmm. and your super if you're on payroll. Your uh, pay-as-you-go withholdings tax, which is your staff's tax, yeah, which builds up, builds up, and you've also got to pay instalments towards your tax. If you so, it'll say you need to pay that over the year to be ready for next year. Is that something that you would? Um is that something you pay, like, do you earn a certain amount and then you need to start paying these guys you pay no, withholding tax? No, you tax? pay it straight away. Right, okay. So that's what your accountant does quarterly. You can do it yourself, but you, you need to be paying this off quarterly. Yeah. Um, and then, so you've got these accounts building up. So coming back to the watch list, so I want to just don't disconnect that too, too much because yeah. people are trying to follow along. We want to go to chart of accounts, go to your superannuation payable, your age receivables, your age payables, your pay-as-you-go withholdings tax payable. I also think put wages payable in there because that should always be zero. So wages payable is when you run payroll on a, whatever day you do it, it's going to say you owe this much to your staff. Mm -hmm. And then you go to your bank and then you set up all the payments to pay your staff. But there's like a day delay before that comes back into zero and then you reconcile against each other. Yeah. So... Put that in there because that should always be zero. Um, and then you've got this, what's so good about having these accounts in your watch list is it's all the money you owe to other people. Mm -hmm. So what you do now is you look at your bank account, you might have 100 grand in there, but then you've got 50 grand to pay as you go withholdings. Mm -hmm. You've got 20 grand for super, so that's 70 grand. And then you've got um, age receivables might be 50 and age payables is 50. So they balance out. Yeah. So then really your real cash position is 50 grand. Mm -hmm. But then we get people that pay themselves to that dividend account or that owner A drawings. So if you are, you can either put that as an expense account or you can put it on your watch list. Yeah. So you can see it. To be honest, totally lost me because I don't do these accounts. Yeah. But from a partner's point of view who's not involved in the business, what are maybe some of the points that you would flag? Have you got an account? Like questions might be asked, like, have you got a uh, pay-as-you-go withholdings tax account? No, you will definitely have that if you've okay. got staff. Yep. Yeah. So if you've got that, you'll definitely have that and you're running payroll. Mm -hmm. You'll definitely have superannuation payable. You have all of those. The question you do want to ask is, are we paying ourselves to owner a drawings yep. or a family loan account so what's or a owner? director's dividends account? Okay, so what's the difference? What's the first one? Owner a drawings. Yep. There's no real difference. Okay. The difference is it's not going to show up on your P&L. Right. So it doesn't matter what it's called. We just want to know, the question to ask your partner or your business, the business owner is, what when you reconcile our pay, what account do you put it to? Mm -hmm. And then you want to go and look for that account in your chart of accounts in zero. And if it says liability or asset, then that's the hidden account. Yeah, right. So when you're looking at your profit and loss, it's not a true representation of what your cash position is going to do. Yeah. So, but if you can put that back into your PL and you make 10,000 net profit, depending on how, what your time on your terms of payment is, so it might be 
if you get paid on site, then it's pretty much instantly. If you get paid 15 days after invoice is sent, then it's a 15 day delay. Mm -hmm. But that delay is when you should expect to see that net profit falling into your bank account. Yeah, right. But if you've got that random hidden account where all this money's just getting siphoned into these random accounts, yeah. then that's... When do you realize you've got a random account? When, when is it during Usually tax when you're time? like, I've got no money. How am I going to pay this? We have profit every single month, but I've got no cash. That's usually a signal that you've got a random liability account you're paying money yeah, into. Okay. If your P&L is saying profit, 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 yeah. but you've got no cash in the bank, yeah. it's probably a... You've drawn too much. Yeah. Can you explain uh, loans to yourself from the business? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of accountants will set up money that you take out from the business as a loan mm -hmm. that you pay back at a later date when you've made profit and you've paid dividends. Yeah. So instead of, for instance, you might take $200,000 out to pay yourself in one year. Mm -hmm. Instead of going and getting tax against 200,000 which is a high tax income bracket they will put 80,000 through as 30% mm -hmm. tax rate mm -hmm. and then the 120 will be set up maybe as a loan okay and the loan then whether you've got dividends or not that you can uh franked dividends which means that your company made profit one year Yep. And then over the next year, you've paid the tax on that profit. Yep. Now, that's a franked dividend, which means 30% already been paid by the company. Okay. So when you go to take extra cash out, you're only paying the difference. So if you wanted to pull 120 grand out of that 40 grand above 80, that's only going to get at like 10% instead of 30 because you've already paid 30 instead of 40. So, <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. That, sorry, it's confusing. It's totally confusing. Yeah. So that's when you, you're taking out a loan from your business. Yeah. So you're, but the loan will accrue interest so that... So it will accrue interest. Yeah, you've got a, a legal agreement your account right. will set up okay. and it's a loan from you, the person entity, yep. to the business entity. Yeah, sure. And so the risk is if you go under... Yeah then the liquidators will come after you personally right. and say you owe the company sure. this amount of money. So what's the interest rate from taking... You like, can have it at the minimum. The minimum. Okay, yeah. sure. So it would be cheaper than taking it from a bank. Yeah. So you're pre pretty much loaning yourself cash. Yeah. But there is a legal agreement there. Yeah, right. And so... And you that, don't need to pay it back. Yeah. And you can sort of... If you're making good profit in the company, then you can frank... You can pay that tax over the year and... And it can work out yeah, sure. really well for you. Yeah. Um, but strategically, there's going to be years where you don't make good profit. Yeah, right. And, you know, it, it can... It's so complicated. Yeah, it's it's complicated. crazy. And to think, you know, like you just go to um, register an ABN and you're like, oh, cool, yeah. I'm going to set up a business now. And you're like, yeah, yep, and off I go. Yeah. And so like, how are you supposed to know these yeah. things without completely stuffing up and stressing out? Well, that's you know? what we, we appreciate and we understand that. Like at the academy, we've just hired an accountant yeah. to check over all of our guys' books every single month so that they're not left a year later with $100,000 missing. Where was that when we were? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But this is all the stuff that yeah. we're doing to support the business owners yeah. of the academy. These are our mistakes. Don't make but them. But the other thing is like people don't realize they're building up these epic problems for themselves until they the cracks show yeah. and then they're like, oh, what? 
$100,000 has been taken out and hidden like and paid down the home loan. They don't understand that until it happens. Yeah. So a lot of people are running their businesses like, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But it's, it's not until years later, yeah. years worth of mistakes catch up to them. Massive. And it all slams down at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we want to support our members weekly. We got weekly every single week. Yeah. We want to support the families. Foundations. Yeah, and make yeah. sure the families are there to understand what they're going through. Yeah. So that we're not left years down the track really and just problem. being slammed with a stunting problem for, you know, which would then take years to recover from. Yeah. Um, yeah, huge. Blows my mind. And then I even notice even myself, you start talking numbers, talking numbers, and I'm like, oh, my God, numbers. But this isn't like you can't just <laughs> listen to a podcast and understand this. No, yeah, this is yeah. something you have to work on weekly. And are are you still figures. understanding it? Do I understand it? Uh, yeah, but with yeah. all the different accounts and everything, do yeah. you feel like you've got a really good 100%. handle on it now? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So that's what I try and transfer into all of our academy members as well. Yeah. But often there's times you teach people something and they don't go and implement it. Yeah, yeah. And then you will say it, you know, two months later, hey, guys, hoping you've done it. Yeah. And they still haven't. Yep. And it's like two months later go by. The sooner you do it. That's why I wanted to get an accountant in. Yeah. To be like, hey. We've found it. Yeah. How dare you? Like, yeah, you should yeah, fix yeah. that. That's yeah. going to cause big problems for you. Like, yeah. so. The other thing I was going to ask is um, how's everyone going during COVID and lockdown? Because um, it just seems to get extended and extended yeah. and extended, just like business-wise before yeah. we talk about mental health. Yeah. Um, how's people going? How, how are businesses being run? Because um, are, are, are trades an essential service? For emergencies. Yeah, right. Um, so... Some people are being creative around the way that they mm-hmm. do business. Yep. Others just don't want to mess with the law mm-hmm. or the the rules and want to just wait it out. Yep. And, Both and how, decisions carry their own risk. Yeah, right. You know, how so are they if they've decided to step out and and just and just wait it out? How are they running? Uh, if it's a sole trader, it's less impactful. Mm-hmm. People that employ people devastating yeah devastating like is there a government uh i forgot the name of it now yeah um yeah but the problem we've got is and we have to get special agreements and special um a special passing is that a lot of our academy members go from like sole trader to five Mm. plus staff in a year so they're basing it off last year's income yeah. So most people in n- most trade industries grow about 4% a year. Yeah. Our guys, a lot of them are over 100% a year, Yeah. year on year. So what we've got is like the government goes, well, depending on what you're earning this time last year, we'll decide if we're going to give you any grants. But they've, we've got people going from sole trader to five plus staff in one year and now they've, they're being judged on when they were sole trader. Yeah, so their right. income's gone and it's purely based on income. Yeah. It's not number of staff. It's not any of that. Yeah. So you need to get special passing for that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's not good. So it's almost like you've got to just not pay your staff and they've got to throw it away. And, and do they have the right to not pay their staff? Like can, can yeah, they not? That's that. That's the situation. Like the business won't. Yeah. The business will be out of business if they yeah. If they don't continue. The staff can go back on to. Job keepers. Job seeker. Job seeker. And then once the business gets running again they can rehire them yeah right. so there's that that can happen um but they have to formally close off everything and pay out annual leave and everything so it's 
it's a big decision to make and yeah. it's Not it's easy. just devastating for small business in general i think so yeah crazy crazy times like it's i think we'll feel the the impact of everything that's you know been happening for years to come well, what i love about our members is that they're all sharing their strategies to get through it yeah they're right. all sharing this experience yeah they're all leveraging off each other's thinking yeah like they sit there and they think through and guys i just thought of doing this for this and it's like everyone's like wow that's amazing yeah oh, i was thinking this and then it all builds together and they're coming up with these amazing collaborative solutions awesome. to dealing with these and whether that's a financial solution or a mental solution or a yeah. how to stay connected or how to leverage their time like one of the guys yesterday was talking around he's really building up a database of photos and videos for his social media because he yeah. can't work so it's just being creative around what they can do in this time yeah whereas that's still time working on the business it's building an asset that he's going to use later yeah. so it's you know, it's the power of being part that, of the academy. That, that community, having other people to bounce off. Yeah, but not just anyone. It's like people spe in your, specifically working on the same, your peers. at the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how we are in our second week of lockdown, how are you doing? Good. I think it's, um, you've obviously got to adapt the routine. Yeah. Um, and obviously having the kids around, we've got a. That's just having the kids around, there's more noise, there's more energy, there's interruptions, there's those sort of things. Yeah. So we've obviously been feeling that, especially in the <laughs> second week. Um, the first week, I think we did pretty good. It was the kids yeah. were just playing awesome. It was a bit of a novelty, I think. Like, oh, this is yeah. nice. We're yeah. hanging out it together. It was. Yeah, we got heaps of housework done. Like Sun we set was shining. Up, set up the squad office. Kids were happy. Different things, yeah. Yeah. So we did the stuff that we wanted to do at home. Got to do some electrical work. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, we've got to just open communication. We've yeah. got to talk through. And again, you know, I sent the message. I know you said it, you're pretty much fully blaming me, but <laughs> it's not me. It's not you. It's the situation. Well, I don't know. It's debatable yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I got new I, I got new wheels yesterday. Let's just tell the story. So I got new wheels yesterday. They showed up on the doorstep. I'm like, awesome, my new wheels are here for my car. So I went and borrowed a jack from next door and I've got Isaac. I said, come on, man, like, let's go and change the tires on the car. And um, his attention was there for a bit. But then after I took longer than I thought it would to change the wheels, um, he was in interrupting Frankie when I so said, you've got the Hang on, there was like before that, I was the, in the morning, I was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to get this stuff done. And I've got this call at 2.30. Um, and can you just take the kids at 2.30 because I've just got this call at, you know, I would like to take uninterrupted. And Greg's like, yep, no worries. And then your wheels came and then you got Zach to help you with that. And then it didn't quite end um, as... Yeah, when normally you have an <laughs> office to go to and the kids will be at school. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So point being, we've got to adapt to yeah. the situation. And yeah. maybe, maybe it's like uh, more communication. I think for me, I really want a routine. Like I feel like this is going to get extended mm. and I don't know, there's kind of rumors going around. I don't know if people are just saying this, but it's like, oh, it might be till Christmas or something, which is so hard to even fathom. Yeah. But it's like, okay, if this is what we need to, if this is what's going to happen, we need to prepare yeah. and we, we need a, a routine. I feel like with our eldest was in year one last year and it was like a half an hour to 45 minutes homework, no problem. Whereas year two this year, we did two hours solid homework and we still hadn't finished. Mm. And it was just like, 
and it's really hard because then the little one doesn't want to do it and it's like have you finished yet and it's super boring it's just it's like oh how are we going to do this until until Christmas um but it's just sort of getting everything done and I don't want it to get to you know if if we are locked down for this many weeks like I don't want then her falling behind at school because I didn't put in enough effort for schoolwork but then it's like it's really hard to get it done because it's not like it's um just straight sailing let's get all the homework it's everything else that needs to be worked in in together yeah and even and even just little things of like not in our routine of like just leaving the house to go and exercise and come back or you're at the office it's like don't go down the end of the house because dad's working or even you coming in you know like to have you coming out of the office to have lunch and i've just cleaned up after lunch and there's you know the kitchen starts again and just all the things it's all they're little things but it's just that routine isn't what it used to be mm. so yeah for me definitely as soon as we get a routine down um and i just like a little bit of time to know that i get a bit of space at this time in the week just so i can hold on to something yeah um i think it's gonna really help me and my mental health because it's it's crazy like it's you know it's not the worst thing in the world we're all you know locked down with our favorite people yeah but it's just that um when you're trying to get anything done just that constant interruption and, um, yeah, I guess just setting expectations of high of yourself and then not being able to follow through. I get it. But, yeah. So how are you doing in lockdown? Didn't you ask me? Yeah. I called my best friend this morning. No, she called me and I was like, oh, maybe her ears were burning because I was, well, I was thinking about her. I wasn't talking about her. Um, but I was like, oh, do I call her today and ask her what her routine is because she's in Victoria? Do I call her today and ask her what her routine is um, for for lockdown or do I give it like another week and pretend that I'm still coping? But it's like, like I said, that first week was a novelty. It was quite nice. And then this morning I was like, okay, I just want to get something done and I'm getting a little bit annoyed and you might just go for a run. So I went for a run. I came back and I felt a lot better. Oh, good. But I think, yeah, that that routine I think is really, really going to help. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just we'll just see. I mean, ask me in another two weeks and it might be a different story. Hoping it ends yeah. on Saturday, but let's just see what happens. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's high hopes. Yeah. Yeah, but... Cool. Anyway, this was fun. Yeah. Thanks, you like my space? I love your space. It's cozy, hey? Super cozy, comfortable. Yep. Hope the audience loves it too. Yep, nice and pink. Yeah, totally. <laughs> cool, thanks. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves. So let's get into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.